This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Weather has never impacted fantasy football more than in week 16, and it couldn't be worse timing. One, we always want to enjoy time with family, Hayden Winks. But two, we're pushing for, towards the, you know, fantasy football championships. It's semifinals week. The people want to know how, you know, seven plus games this weekend are going to be greatly impacted. Their lineup has to totally change. So we just rely on you and your rankings, which people can down find down the description below. We're going to go through quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and even more. Cheers than that. How you doing, bud? I'm doing good. The vibes are right. Uh, I'm up out here. This isn't just any Santa hat, by the way. I know everyone likes it. It's a snapback Santa hat. You know, I got to keep it right. Uh, but yeah, I've been grinding up here just looking at freaking the weather report all time. So, right. Yeah. You you felt like in order to understand the weather, you had to go into the elements yourself. You know, you had to be yes. one with the snow, yes. with the cold, move away from the freezing 60 degree temperatures of your home yeah. in California. Yep, had to do that uh, up in here. Uh, jacuzzi in the snow. That's the best vibes that you ever could have. Got it. Okay. Again, today, we'll go through quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receiver tiers, and even more than that. If it's your first time to the channel, welcome. We're pushing for 40,000 subscribers. We would love it, for you to join us. And it does not always look this ghetto, how <laughs> our setups are. It looks a little bit nicer than this, usually. All right, here we go. First of all, let's go with the quarterbacks. And why don't you talk through... You know, the team projections, because we've had some weeks where only about four or five teams are in this elite category. Hey, I see like six, seven, eight, nine teams in the elite category. Is it all just coming down to who is dealing with weather and who is not? Uh, partially, yes. I, I do want to note that the x-axis down there at the bottom, usually that goes from about 17 to 31. True. It's 15 to 29. All of these teams are down a couple points here, but there is a big separation. I haven't completely updated this. Uh, over the last couple of days, it's even actually gotten worse. Like tonight's game, for example, Thursday Night Football. That game's gotten a lot worse. We'll get we'll go over them, but uh, the Browns game in particular seems bad. The Buffalo game in Chicago seems pretty bad as well. So that's why the Bills, instead of usually they're by the Chiefs, they're down a couple spots. Uh, I tweeted this out way long ago, but for Best Ball Mania 4, remember, correlation with teams in Dome, you can have an entire East Coast go down. It's actually the best take, actually the second best take, because Pat Thorman did the oh. same thing, but he included that Malik Willis will be starting. So, yeah, everything's crazy in Best Ball. No, I mean, third best take when you include the initials Z and J in some of the takes that happened earlier right. this year. There are, I think, six or seven games in the 30s in terms of totals this weekend, and just one in the 50s, and that's only at 50 points. All right, here we go. Cool. Here's your quarterback rankings. I always guess at the tiers. We'll kick it off with Patrick Mahomes against the Seattle Seahawks. This one is at home. However, the weather implications, we're going to do this a lot. Get ready for that in the show. Potentially 12 degrees, 11-mile-per-hour winds. Yeah, that's uh, concerning. There's 0% chance of snow, so that's the good news here. And the team total is at 29.5, by far the most on the week. So Patrick Mahomes, by default, you are the number one quarterback of the week. The Seahawks defense has been completely 
trash the last month of the season. So Patrick Mahomes, I I would say he's in a tier by himself almost. All right. After that, it is Josh Allen. This also has weather implications. They are at the Chicago Bears. Much more, in fact, six degrees, 48% chance of snow, 20 mile per hour winds. I would say that this would impact maybe all 31 other starting quarterbacks in the league more than Josh Allen because he's a superhuman. And he has the special abilities to still have success in this type of weather, as we have seen throughout every single one of his seasons. And it's not just throwing the ball. Obviously, the red zone rushing is a huge part of Josh Allen getting home this weekend, too. I agree it affects him less, but it still affects him because the team total is down at 24 points. Usually that's about 30 points for the Bills. That's against a really bad uh, Bears defense that we learned last week. Uh, the Eagles chose to pass the ball on them. You can run or pass the ball on them. The thing to note that caught my eye, Mitch Morse, their center veteran concussion. He's probably not going to play his backup. And sometimes the starting right guard, Ryan Bates, he's playing through an ankle injury. We've talked about the bills. I think with the primary difference between last year's build team and this bills team, the offensive line has just not been as good. So yeah. Not the same Josh Allen. Do not expect the 25, 30 points, but even with the weather concerns, just because he can run over your face, I still like him. Yeah, I could also see once they get into the second half, if they do have this eight-point lead or a 10-point lead, maybe running the ball a bit more with James Cook and, and Devlin Singletary than we have seen in other weeks of the season. All right, quarterback three is Justin Herbert. No weather concerns here for him. They are on the road in a dome on Monday night football against the Indianapolis Colts. One thing for Herbert, Kirk cousins was the first quarterback to throw for more than 279 yards against the Colts this season. Did you know that? But then obviously he put up a ton of yardage, a ton of points scoring drives in the second half of last week. And I would even point to, I don't think Kirk cousins had like an unbelievable game in that comeback. It was more just bad tackling, bad defense, bad coverage. And with Justin Herbert playing at the level that he is, I wouldn't worry about any of that stuff about the yardage totals that the Colts have given up. Yeah, that game script did get wonky. Um, I think it's like a a neutral spot this week for Justin Herbert for like just the pure matchup, but the weather concerns are much nicer. The the team total is really high. And I just looking at, we got Mike Williams and Corey Lindsley. Justin Herbert's yards per attempt go from like 6.3, 6.4 to up to like 7.3 when those two are available and they are both available. And then, like you said, the Colts defense, they played 92 snaps just last week. (laughs) Uh, That could be something that, that really takes a toll. Uh, Justin Herbert has everything to play for the chargers win a couple more games. They're going to make the playoffs. So I think a big week, if you have charger stacks and best ball mania three, it was hard to advance him because he got so many, there are so many injuries, but they set up beautifully to win this thing. So, uh, Go Chargers. And congratulations to all of you that have moved on to the next round of Best Ball Mania 3. Crossing our fingers that one of you, one of you is going to win that $2 million grand prize. Uh, one of you already did win the $1 million grand prize, but that's in the rearview mirror. Promo code the show. Promo code the show. For a $1 million. Who, no who knew? Okay. Uh, next up is the Miami Dolphins and Tua Tunga Vailoa. He's your quarterback four. They're four and a half point favorites here. This is the only total that is 50 points right now. I understand it might be cooler. In Miami, but this might be like one of the best situations right. of all weekend, you know, not including the domes. Yeah, 57 degrees, 53% chance of rain, seven miles per hour winds. That was the forecast. Um, yeah, I don't think the Packers defense is all that great right now just because they're missing a couple of their best players. So at home, I think that Tua bounces back in a good spot. Their team total 26 and three quarters points. You will take 
yes. that this week. Yep. Next up, it's Kirk Cousins. New York Giants, they're playing at home. Four-point favorites, total of 48. Not sure what else to say. Kirk, I mean, again, it's he's like a rhythm thrower, rhythm passer, rhythm player almost. And maybe he can take, you know, the second half of last week into whatever they can do for the rest of the season. They are 11-3 and three still. Let's not forget that. Yeah, Dome environment, 26 and a half points is the third highest team total on the slate. Uh, Noah Dory Jackson for the Giants, most likely. And Kirk Cousins' fantasy numbers kind of go up and down, but once you refresh it, it's still pretty solid throughout the season. So uh, we were high on him last week, yeah. back at it again. Dome environments in December, we love to see it. Next two, Dak Prescott, then Tom Brady. So Dak... I think he's had like nine interceptions in his last six games. They're playing the Philadelphia Eagles, a really good defense. A Philadelphia Eagles team, we'll talk about this in a little bit, that might change the pace of their offense with the quarterback. Yeah. And then, obviously, Tom Brady, who we've hated all season long, uh, to be honest. And last week's first half was awesome. Then the second half was abysmal. So I would expect, obviously, they're playing the Arizona Cardinals. They can understand how to drop coverage. However, the Arizona Cardinals defense is so bad that this might set up truly for the best Tom Brady game that we've seen in a very long time. So to start with Dak Prescott, uh, at home, high team total, have to stick with that no matter what. I do want to note, though, real quick, and this is more for Tony Pollard and Zeke later, Eagles defense, they are allowing the highest neutral run rate in the NFL on defense. Teams are choosing to run the ball on the Eagles, it's hard to throw against their corners. So that's kind of the one reason why I have Dak Prescott just a little bit lower. Uh, then Tom Brady, yeah. Arizona Cardinals are still dealing with some mat, uh, some injuries on the defense. The thing to note, we'll have this in a couple days. Uh, Donovan Smith, Tristan Wirfs are the two tackles going to be available for Tom Brady. Um, if they aren't, I would expect a bunch of targets just to Chris Godwin underneath and just go yeah. from there. Now, when you see all these tiers and rankings, your eyes might perk up. Your ears might be like, what the hell? When you see like Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, some of these other quarterbacks here in tier B and even further than that in tier C. And it's because of weather, you know, like let's dive into that now. Um, Daniel Jones is your next quarterback up. I don't know how much we need to say about that. And it's Joe Burrow next. I mean, Joe Burrow is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. That is the simplest statement to make. However, it's going to be 24 degrees, 15 mile per hour wins against the New England Patriots defense on the road, do all those factors, again, push him to, what, the quarterback 10 or so in your rankings? So I, I want to just talk about Daniel Jones because I think I want to make him, like, my recommended play wow. just because the team total is pretty solid about uh, uh, around, like, top 10 in the league. He's averaging, like, 42 rushing yards per game, so we don't think of him as this, like, Konami code type of quarterback, but he has been that. They're trying to win to make the playoffs. Uh, it seems like they like this three-wide receiver set more than they have any of their other three-wide receiver sets this year, and I just think that... Uh, among all of the quarterbacks impacted by weather, it's not nearly going to be a big deal for Daniel Jones. He kind of vaults up because everyone else goes backwards. And, and quickly, they're playing the Minnesota Vikings. They're four-point underdogs on the road the Giants are. The Vikings defense has given up a ton of big plays this season in the air. Uh, they did alter their defense in the second half of last week and got a whole bunch of three-and-outs and four-and-outs. And, four and um, and I also don't know if you know Daniel Jones has the pass-catching weapons to take advantage of you know, the lack of coverage that the Vikings have shown, the holes that they've shown in their back half. But maybe Darius Slayton will pop up for his patented 45-yard reception every Perhaps. single week, too. And uh, if I mentioned uh, for for Justin Herbert uh, with the Colts defense, the Vikings just played 79 snaps in overtime thriller last week, too. Yep. Okay. 
Now we go to the Bengals. Again, I outlined everything. They are three and a half point favorites on the road, total 41 and a half. But again, it's a Bill Belichick defense with weather, with cold. Again, these are the ingredients why he's quarterback nine for you. Yeah, it's a tough ranking. The team total is all right. It's kind of right there in the middle with it. Uh, there is some weather concerns, 50 mile an hour winds, 24 degrees. They play a lot of cover one, cover three in New England. And typically that's where Joe Burrow's been his best. Even this year, he's been top five against those uh, coverages. No Jalen Mills for the Patriots. So I think that he's fine. Like, I don't think that he belongs in the tier above. I think that he, you can definitely get away with Joe Burrow. I think you should be kind of thankful if you have Joe Burrow yeah. rather than a lot of these quarterbacks. Okay. After that, it's Tyler Huntley as quarterback 10. People don't like this one. It, this is the one where I, I'm struggling with the most, I think, because if you pulled back up this chart, look where the Ravens are. They're still top 10. I know they're going to want to run the ball a ton, but Tyler Huntley is a part of that. Uh, the weather is going to be pretty bad in Baltimore. It's just do you think that Tyler Huntley is going to run a lot? And do you think that the defense is going to be able to stop this ground game that's been pretty damn good? Um, so I think I'm going to tinker this ranking back and forth up until lock. So check back in Saturday. Do you think this is way too high? Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen any passing performance from Tyler Huntley since last season, you know, um, and Mark Andrews is playing so much worse. Um, but I get it. You're the mad scientist. Uh, Jared Goff up next. The Detroit lions are in Carolina this weekend. Uh, that total is only at 43 and a half. It's been raining all morning here in Charlotte. That is going to go away. It's going to be cool and cold, and we know Jared Goff doesn't love that stuff. Last week against New York, it was somewhat similar conditions, and he didn't complete a pass over 10 yards down the field. Uh, maybe that can be a carbon copy, but obviously the Panthers' defense isn't as good. They're a bit of a roller coaster, a bit high variance in comparison to what the Jets put out there each and every week. Yeah, I don't have really any strong takes okay. in this game, to be honest. The weather's like slightly concerning, but it's not as bad as it is elsewhere. Next up, it's Aaron Rodgers. Then after that, it's Justin Fields. Um, Justin Fields, as we talked about, is dealing with some significant weather concerns. Six degrees, 48% chance of snow, 20-mile-per-hour winds. He had another long run of, what, 63 yards last week, was just short of a touchdown. Uh, no wide receivers still against a really good, sound defense in the Bills. We're basically banking on a long rush and a touchdown run from Justin Fields in order for him to get help. 16 points. That's what the Bears are projected for this week. Uh, no Chase Claypool, Equinemia St. Brown, which like these like players aren't that good in my opinion, but they're still like their best options. They were their starting wide receivers. So um, the good news is eight designed runs coming out of the bye week last week for Justin Fields. It does not seem like there's the shoulder injury is going to be as big of a deal. Is the Bills defense too good to swamp the Bears completely? That's the debate here. So this will be probably the highest a quarterback has ever ranked with a team total that starts with a 15. Right. I have him this high. That's out of respect to Justin Fields. So like, like Tyler Huntley, Justin Fields, Justin Fields is going to run more. The Ravens are supposed to score a full touchdown more than the Bears. What do we do? Put them close together. Um, we'll see. And look, the live chat, we love you. You are suggesting a lot of you potentially overreaction to weather. I think what Hayden is doing is trying to add all the information together along with Vegas's projected team totals, which have been a real decider, real indicator of how much, obviously, a team is expected to score this weekend. And so it's just a ton of information trying to do this today versus on Saturday. And 
I think that that's why these rankings this week will look so drastically different in comparison to other weeks when it's, you know, even playing field across the league. Yeah, I'm just going to let the betting markets tell me where to go with this. Right. You know, like that's if, if you think I'm wrong, then you have a field day apparently against the desert, uh, the betting market. So yes. I'm going to stick with this and I'm going to try to make some adjustments. But I do agree. Some people get really carried away. But I will say that uh, Roto Grinders, they have some like a weather guy. He said that this is, quote, like one of the worst fantasy weeks ever for weather. So. Yep. Uh, now in Justin Fields' corner, he has at least 21 fantasy points in seven straight games. And those are against yeah, good defenses. So, um, okay. This is a fascinating tier because at the top of it, it's like Brock Purdy. It's Geno Smith. And at the bottom of it, it's Gardner Minshew and Trevor Lawrence. I want to hit on a few of these names. I mean, I don't even know if we need to talk about Brock Purdy because I think everyone understands no. who he is now and how two touchdowns are in the realm of possibility. And that's kind of the ceiling for him. And they're going to be throwing a lot because they're going to be against a really good rush defense. Uh, Geno Smith is interesting to me because I actually could see this, you know, despite a, again, 12 degrees, 11 mile per hour wind environment. This is a game against Kansas City Chiefs where they're going to have to air it out, you know? And it's yes. no Tyler Lockett, but it's Marquise Goodwin and and DK Metcalf. And I could see not a spike week for Geno Smith, but he's unafraid to throw it down the field despite it being a little bit worse lately because of the turnovers. Yeah, Seahawks are second in new, neutral pass rates over the last month. Will that hold up with no Tyler Lockett? We'll see. They might have to just pass the ball regardless because of game script they're 10 point road dogs here so another tough ranking this quarterback two tiers is very tough you're like basically parsing through fantasy points throughout the season versus team total this week and it's making this very confusing so um i just feel more the longer that we do this i feel better and better about the top six quarterbacks this week versus these groups but we have to make these decisions yeah check back i'm going to keep adjusting based off of weather so this is a week just refresh my ranking saturday morning we have to spend a little more time on this, though, because the chat is irate yeah. about this Malik Willis ranking. Uh, they're going against the Houston Texans. Malik Willis is starting. Malik Willis has not been able to throw the football as of yet mm-hmm. uh, because he can't see the middle of the field. Um, the matchup is about as good as you can get, despite obviously the Texans playing some really teams tight. But it's, you know, I, I want to hear it from you. Why over the likes of, you know, Minshew and Trevor Lawrence and a few of these other names? Well, for for one, the team total is at 19 and a half. So it's like very similar to like Gardner Minshew. And like, I know Malik Willis hasn't shown it, but he can rip off a 50 yard rushing touchdown, you know, mm. like, and the Texans defense is not good at all. Um, so I, I don't feel great about this ranking either, but like it's, if you have two quarterbacks, they both have a team total at 19. One ha- is the most like elite athlete rushing quarterback. And one's a backup starting quarterback, uh, which, which one would he pick? Like, that's the decisions I'm making right now. Yeah. I am a little nervous about using, and this is just an honest conversation we're having, using team total in relation to Malik Willis when we've seen what Derrick Henry has done to this team on the ground. So it might right. be in connection to the running back more so than using it for a quarterback. No, I, I 100% agree with that. But I do think that the rushing yards, we always talk about the rushing yards for quarterbacks right. are underrated. And then like now this is like the week where you would want to be t- talking about it. So yeah, maybe, maybe I'm, I got to look at other people's projections and make sure I'm not way out of line here, but um, the, the Titans team total is higher than a lot of the other team totals. Okay. Next up, it's Kenny Pickett. Then after this, let's talk about Gardner Minshew. Okay. They're on the road in Dallas. That means good weather, 46 and a half. They're five and a half point underdogs here. Uh, look, we have seen the Eagles, pivot their offense, transition their offense to multitudes of different ways. Uh, 
Jalen Hurts has gotten home this year by being one of the top three leaders in carries inside the 20, inside the 10-yard line, and on deep shots, right, to A.J. Green, or excuse me, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. We haven't seen Gardner Minshew in this form of an offense under Nick Sirianni so far, and your expectations are not very high. Yeah, I, I I feel fine about it. I think that he's a solid, I think he's a safer play than maybe like Malik Willis and Tyler Huntley if you want to go the safe route here. Um, I just don't see the ceiling as clearly as other people do. The Eagles also, um, they can have some information that they might not even have to win this game for the first seed. So like, there's a mm. chance that we even see some of these players get pulled late in the game. The Cowboys defense uh, isn't like elite, but it's definitely very good. And the team total keeps falling down for the Eagles. Uh, Gardner mentions a career backup. He got hot for one streak, but since then he has not been all that good. I think he's fine as a, a if you have to pivot. I think that he is a safer play. I I think that some of these other guys have a little bit higher of a ceiling. Okay, last one because and look, comments, chat, you will never find someone that is a bigger fan than Trevor Lawrence than this show, right? We love him, especially what he's done these last 6 weeks. What we're going to get here on Thursday night football could be nightmare scenario for both of these offenses. And Kevin Roth, who is the weather guy over at Rotor Grinder, says the Jets forecast looking every bit as ugly, ugly as expected, maybe even a bit uglier. The wind and rain combo will be a nasty one-two punch. So that's like 20 to 40 mile per hour winds. It'll be like 38 degrees, but just a ton of rain as well. Yeah. Um, now, I think Trevor with Doug Peterson, they've used a lot of misdirection in terms of creating, you know, manufactured catches to Jamal Agnew and especially Evan Ingram and so on and so forth. But the ceiling of this game has been totally diminished, right? Down to a 36 and a half total here. And the, the Jaguars are even underdogs on the road against a great yep. Jets defense. Yeah, Jaguars projected for 17 and a quarter points now. The team total took a huge hit uh, today based off of, I'm assuming, a lot of the weather reports. Uh, the Jets defense, we know that the Jets defense are, they're good. It's on the road here. Um, yeah, I just, the weather sucks, man, but I'm just going to stick with the team totals. Also, thing for for the Jaguars, Cam Robinson, their left tackle is out. So we haven't seen that at all this year either. So it's another thing. There's a bunch of hurdles that Trevor Lawrence has to jump over this week. Is he good enough to do it? It's possible. So if yes. you want to stick with it, um, I hear you just, everything is pointing to it going to be a hard game for everybody on the Jaguars. Let's skip all the way down to the Deshaun Watson tier, the D tier, the last one here, um, because this game might have the worst weather of all eight Correct. degrees, 62% chance of snow, 27 and a half mile per hour winds. That's bonkers. That's real bad. Yeah, you can't play him. Like, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I. We got some Nick positive Nick Chubb stuff. I think we we can save it for the running backs discussion. All right. Well, let's jump over to the running backs now. Um, it's interesting. The names at the top have been the names at the top for a very long time, and only like kind of the back end of the top ten has really changed over these last few weeks. Again, the top it's Christian McCaffrey one, Austin Eckler two, Josh Jacobs three, and Derek Henry. We talked about this. Maybe the team total is tied for him or is tied to him because you know it's three touchdowns, two touchdowns, two hundred plus yards the last four times he's played the Houston Texans. Yeah, I do want to know, and this is probably goes against my Malik Willis ranking, and maybe I have to make another another adjustment for this. Right now, the Titans are missing their left tackle. Taylor Wine's been out for a long time. Their center, Ben Jones, who has massive on-off splits with the Titans, he's in concussion protocol. And then their right guard, Nate Davis, who's probably their third-best offensive lineman, 
he's going to be out with an ankle injury as well. So the Titans are without three of their best linemen here. So copy pasting Derrick Henry's stats against the Texans. I get it's fun and easy to do. Um, this will be the hardest game that he's ever had because one, the quarterback is way worse, but also the offensive line is way worse. Um, yeah, I still break him very high. Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook are five and six. Dalvin, very lucky to get home on that 64-yard touchdown. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson up next, who seemingly was not injured at all coming off of that ankle injury and 100% carried the load and feels like if he is healthy, they are once again going to give him 20-plus touches, and uh, that's great for him. Yep, they clearly want him to be the guy. They tried to get the other running backs in early, but at the end of the day, it was all Ramondre Stevenson. So um, that team total is pretty good. And if it's a rainy game, which I think it's just like kind of rainy, kind of windy, nothing too crazy for New England, I think it'll just be all Ramondre. Okay, the next four are kind of self-explanatory in Joe Mixon. Then you have James Conner, who's catching a ton of passes, getting a lot of work, even if it is Trace McSorley out there. Hopefully you get some checkdowns because he's been – Balling on those back-to-back Cowboys running backs at 10 and 11 and Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. And then I guess we're assuming that Kenneth Walker plays. I don't know if we've seen any practice reports uh, as of this recording on Thursday. He's been held out on Tuesday and Wednesday, but I also believe he was in on the final snap of the game last week, which should indicate that there was no re-aggravation, no re-injury. Right. In the pregame show to last week, he's apparently it's the same injury that he's had going back to high school that he's always played through and he just has to manage it. So maybe that management just means that less practice time that Seahawks can't rest him. Uh, he played 48 of 64 snaps last week. Uh, obviously, the game environment's not that great going up against Kansas City where they'd be passing more, but uh, I still like Ken Walker. And then like the next names, Aaron Jones, we know what, what he is. Miles Sanders, I think very similar uh kind of ranking for me with Hertz and uh Minshew because I think Sanders has more options to get the ball down the goal line even though the team's not going to score as much I still like him as an RB two and then Nick Chubb this is a very tough one uh missed the last two practices with the foot injury it is the worst weather of the week out there I have Kareem Hunt ranked higher than I otherwise would have just in case something goes sideways here they're going to try to get Nick Chubb going is he healthy enough to do it he, I know he practiced today which is good news but missing the last two practices is not something that nick chubb typically does so uh i'm waiting for a report here but i think just in case have kareem hunt ready to go as a flex you have jarek mckinnon around running back 16 you put an interesting tweet earlier this week potentially questioning if another isaiah pacheco fumble could lead to some more diminished workload moving forward uh, we've seen this around the league, and we've also seen it with Jarek McKinnon this year in trusted spots when they got to have it. He's been the guy, and this is why he's a full tier ahead of Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, you can see Isaiah Pacheco. This is where he fumbled it. It was like right in the third quarter, and then they benched him for a while. Then they mixed him in at the very end. But typically when the Chiefs are winning games late, it's all Isaiah Pacheco, not Jarek McKinnon. But that was not the case last week. So this would be fumble number five. It's a, remember, a seventh-round pick, and uh, he's missed some some issues in pass protection and Jarek McKinnon. While I don't think Jarek McKinnon's all that great. He is always in the right spot at the right time. And he gets to uh, take off in the red zone. Cause they still use Isaiah Pacheco or uh, Jarek McKinnon over Isaiah Pacheco and a lot of the red zone stuff. Both lines backs are next and Deandre Swift and Jamal Williams. Then it's interesting. It's Travis Etienne here again, this is Thursday night. And a lot of you will be watching afterwards. If the weather's so bad, maybe we'll get one of those, you know, former 20-plus carry Travis Etienne games. Again, one down offensive lineman, very good defense. So it might not just be opportunity equals great success here because the total would indicate that as well. 
he's a positive regression candidate because he's been in a slump. Uh, Quinn and Williams does come back for the Jets. Oh, yeah. Don't don't love that. Um, it's just it's a tough matchup. The team total is not great, but Travis Etienne. This is kind of where he checks in like expected half PPR points. So this is where I have him. I think J.K. Dobbins is a, definitely an intriguing name. If uh, the chat hates t- t- Tyler Huntley so much. They must love J.K. Dobbins because they're apparently they're going to score 23 points this week. So is that special teams? Is that defense? Is that J.K. Dobbins? I have Gus Bus ranked a little bit higher here. Um, game th- th- that team total is pretty solid. So I'm, I, even though J.K. Dobbins has been way outperforming expectations, yeah. and I know that will regress. Nobody averages eight yards per carry. I, I, oh, I think you're muted. Uh, six and a half favorites. The Ravens are at home against the. Atlanta Falcons again a total of just of 35 and a half but that means that the Ravens are obviously favored by more than a touchdown in that game and again maybe a Desmond Ritter interception Desmond Ritter turnover gives them the ball in advantageous situations too anyone else you want to hit in here I mean like the names that people have been starting in recent weeks who are kind of ranked lower include like Latavius Murray around like you know running back 30 You have Deontay Foreman around running back 34. We know the formula that if the Panthers are going to win or be close in games, then he's probably a start for you, even though he obviously got stuffed. The Panthers offense is just super predictable right now. And he basically said it, that teams know we're going to run and it's just up to our offensive line to create yardage for us. I I want to hit on Donovan Knight just for tonight. Um, People have some start decisions. Only ran around an eight of 41 dropbacks last week. They are favorites. If they are going to have a lead, uh, the Jets want to use Donovan Knight. There's just zero floor because the Jets aren't very good on offense. And if they are losing, it will go to Michael Carter a little bit more. So I have him like buried mm-hmm. RB 30s. Um, go to my rankings. I'm going to keep updating. This is a week to always update. I, I hate saying that because you guys just want to watch the YouTube and never click a link in your entire lives. But I will be over there clicking links myself. Hopefully you guys will join me. Uh, did want to pinpoint where he most at running back 21. I wouldn't be shocked if he outperforms that because a huge part, it feels like in the last couple of weeks for the dolphins has been getting this running game going. That's up against the green Bay Packers, a defense that has played soft at times this season. And instead of just running this same RPO package over and over and over again, they're doing designated runs off of that. And Jeff Wilson still not back where he most the dude. And so uh, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we get like a top 12 running back performance from Raheem Mostert this week. If Jeff Wilson's rank area is out, I will move him up. I think he was limited in practice. So we'll, we'll okay. see. All right, let's go in and over to uh, wide receivers. So these are, you know, constantly tied to quarterbacks, but at the start you have Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill, Jamar Chase, Devonte Adams, Amon Ross St. Brown as the top five locked and loaded. Um, after that, though, it's DK Metcalf. Is this moving up for DK Metcalf without, Tyler Lockett? Um, partially. DK Metcalf is the wider, si- wide receiver six in expected half PPR points over the last month, and that's with Tyler Lockett. They're going to be playing from behind against the Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs are trotting out a very young cornerback uh, group, and DK Metcalf is still that dude. So if you have DK Metcalf, you should be very excited for it. Okay, after that, Stefan Diggs. Then rounding out the top 10, it's Mike Williams at eight, Keen Allen at nine, and A.J. Brown as wide receiver 10 again we've pointed out with aj brown obviously you're starting him uh so many of these vertical outside the number shots that he's hitting on this year but i wouldn't be surprised if we see more short to intermediate crossing routes and run after catch possibilities for him this week and he'll be able to get home on all of that uh chris godwin wide receiver 11 it's been a love-hate relationship with you and chris godwin all season long hayden 
it really has. I don't think the Cardinals defense is very good, and that's a dome environment. So I'm sticking with that. Their neutral pass rate is also up. And I was looking back. We didn't touch on Rashad White or Leonard Fournette. I was just looking at uh, PFF, and I was looking at yards yeah. after contact per attempt. There's 57 qualifiers. Leonard Fournette, 56. Rashad White, 57. They literally have like two of the worst running backs in the league. Um, so I wonder if Tom Brady says, screw it. My best path is to throw the ball to Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. So I even have Mike Evans a little ranked a little higher than I otherwise would. CeeDee Lamb has been playing unbelievable football. He's playing so much bigger, and they've been utilizing him in the slot a lot, and he's yep. dominating. Like, could be the most dominant slot-only player if they wanted to put him there, you know, the majority of the time. Then Garrett Wilson next. I mean, we love Garrett Wilson, but if we don't love Zach Wilson, how can we love Garrett Wilson? Um, It's a good point. Is <laughs> Yeah, I mean... He had 12.5 expected happy points last week. I don't think Jacksonville's defense is very good. So no. um, now I haven't updated the wide receiver ranking since that team total has dropped. So maybe I'll okay. drop him down, but he'll still be a wide receiver too. So I love Jalen Waddle this week. I've been saying okay. that for other weeks too. And one reason it feels like since about halfway through the season, the Packers have been running a lot of cover three looks or cover one looks. And we know Tua in those defensive shells has been crushing it. So hopefully uh, we get some one-on-one isolated matchups, not just to Tyree Kill, but to also Jalen Waddle puts his head down and uh, scores some long touchdowns. After that, T. Higgins, Christian Watson, Mike Evans, Christian Kirk, Juju, and Michael Pittman. Anyone from that, you know, wide receiver 12 to wide receiver 20 that you want to talk about? Yeah, Mike Evans, their number one in wide receiver fantasy usage uh, as a team. The Bucks are over the last uh, month. He is such a huge positive regression candidate. It's like not even funny so i i'm banking on some of that hitting with mike evans i mean he has not been nearly as good as this ranking but uh, i think there's reasons to kind of bet on him uh christian w- watson uh nothing really changed with about his role he just didn't score a 60 yard touchdown last right. week <laughs> shocking right. uh but if you even out all of the usage and how good of the talent he is he would be a boom bust wide receiver too and that's where i rank him um, Josh Larkey of, I believe the 33rd team pointed out with DJ Moore, who you have as like your wide receiver 25, um, has been playing 68% in the slot since Sam Darn became the starting quarterback and the lines allow the most fancy points to slot wide receivers this season, which is an interesting, Hey, this player is good. His quarterback has not been good. It's been really rocky with DJ Moore production this year. But if you just isolate that one individual matchup, maybe he exceeds expectations this week. Um, I like it. And how dare you have Christian Kirk as wide receiver 18 and Zay Jones as wide receiver 24? Okay. Zay Jones better than <laughs> Christian Kirk. You heard it here first, boys. Um, I also, again, Drake London, I think it's money in the bank that he gets – seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 targets. And uh, just, it was on him and the quarterback as we outlined in stats versus film, um, why it wasn't a great week in between them, despite again, all those targets. Anything else uh, you want to say about these wide receivers? Yes, two of them. Um, the Cardinals wide receivers, I have DeAndre Hopkins wide receiver 22. Um, Marquise, yeah, I know. Marquise Brown's in the wide receiver low 30s. Uh, that's just kind of how their production usage has been lining up. I don't feel good about Trace McSorley at all but the bucks defense is pretty banged up so uh they aren't must starts but for the most part people always ask me like when weather comes in like for amari cooper like should i be starting amari cooper like freaking ted ginn and it's like just for the most part you make some adjustments but don't go too crazy i have amari cooper as 
the wide receiver 23, the, the wind is going to be horrendous. And um, I want to pull this up real quick. Deshaun Watson, nothing over the middle in downfield. The intermediate part of the game has just not been there like it was with Jacoby Brissett. Um, he has to fix all that, those issues, but Amari Cooper still so good that I don't want to like bank him all the way down to like the flex territory. I think he's a, he's a wide receiver three boom bust. Usually he's been a boom bust wide receiver two. Um, yeah. So I'm moving him down like 12 spots. Okay. My one pickle that I have with you, Marquise Goodwin as wide receiver 42 okay. behind like Alan Lazard at wide receiver 40. Like what is Alan Lazard's upside? Meanwhile, Marquise Goodwin brings upside in terms of big plays in a game that uh, should have a lot of points scored in it and a quarterback who's throwing down the field. Like, again, I would say he's 75% Tyra Lockett. Uh, I would not say that. Um, okay. But he'll be out Very there a full-time player. He'll be he'll be out there as a full-time player. I, I think that Lazard maybe has slightly better odds of scoring a touchdown just because that team total is higher. And Lazard's role hasn't changed all that much. Uh, he's not getting as many targets, but he's still out there as a full-time player. I think Marquise Goodwin's a good pickup off the waivers and start him option um, as a flex. Yep. Okay. You want to talk through tight ends real quick? Do you have those rankings up? I do have them up. Uh, yeah, this is... We're still dealing with some of these weathers and some injuries. Uh, Kelsey, Schultz, Hawkinson, Kittle feel all great about those. Mark Andrews don't feel as great, but still feel pretty good about him just because eventually he's got to become himself. And then it's like Evan Ingram, Dallas Goddard, Pat Fryermuth, David Njoku, Gerald Everett. These are like your back and tight end ones. Goddard, we'll see how much he plays. I think that he's going to be fully healthy, but uh, obviously we're splitting three stud uh, pass catchers between 20 points instead of 29 points typically. So it makes him a little bit harder. Pat Fryermuth, he's practiced in full the last two two days. Uh, previously, it was DNP, DNP limited when we were talking about that. And also, it's not the foot injury that mm. it was when he was injured. It's actually a groin. So they're not listing that foot injury. So I think this is the time to go back to Pat Fryermuth if you have him. And then on the flip side, David Njoku, limited uh, twice, terrible weather. I have been ranking him as a top five tight end. It's harder to do it this week. So then you have like your Gerald Everett's Juwan Johnson is getting good looks right now. The Dawson Knox, Darren Waller was not a full-time participant. Then you get into the hell tier Taysom's cold commit. No, a fan. If he plays, it's not great. Nope. Okay. Go to the sickos chart. The people want it. Look at all these words that Hayden has written just about this week's matchups. Again, I think that a shows like this are, are really difficult to have it would be much easier for Hayden to come out here on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and just be like, man, Nick Chubb's been good all season long. We can easily start him, you know, like, Hey, Stefan Diggs and Gabriel Davis can score long touchdowns. They're definitely worth starting without factoring in injuries, without factoring in weather, without factoring in all these different pieces of information. So like later in the week, things get more clear, but they also get more cloudy weather pun so to all of you that disagree go and check out the rankings in the description below and maybe read through some of the thought process here and i'll go and make sure i'll look at some other projections make sure i'm not out of my freaking mind here and i'll and if i am out of my mind and you guys call me out on it i have been known to change my rankings it updates <laughs> the, the show that you guys watch on thursday is not the final update right and i believe you might be taking some start set questions on saturday morning here on this channel as well I'll be back here on Saturday morning. Give me hell then. I'll be back tomorrow uh, updating everything. So maybe I'll make some adjustments for you guys. Perfect. Sickos chart. 
by the way, is fantastic this week just because <laughs> the weather is helping us out. Everybody is a sicko here. The top three, though, to me, Bills, Ravens, Broncos, 49ers, Browns, Bucks. These are the best ones of the weeks, but um, enough already of the show. All right. Hayden, we appreciate you. Tony, Scampers, Kicks, Oliver, Dave, Monty, Ryan, Victor, Max, I appreciate you as well. Uh, I will see you all on Monday for the instant reaction show. We're going to do that on Monday this week. And we'll keep the content going next week as well. So enjoy your time away, everyone. Enjoy your time with family. And uh, hang out with Hayden on Saturday morning. All right. Up the Bella. We'll talk to you all soon. See everyone. <laughs>